Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The second reading is from Acts chapter 20. Paul said, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. And they accompanied him to the ship. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, in the interest of putting people into church pews, yes, into church pews and seats and sanctuaries, Churches in America have spent a great deal of time and energy attempting to diminish and neglect and displace doctrine. That is right, doctrine has gotten a bad rap as something that divides, something that somehow prohibits the church from filling those pews. And so it is believed that if doctrine is removed or reduced, that churches can be more neutral or non-denominational. And if churches are supposedly more neutral, well, they will then appeal to a greater segment of people in society. And so the more people in the pew means more money in the plate, and more money in the plate means greater success for the church. Tragically, we even see this temptation in our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, where our Lutheran distinctions of baptism and absolution and communion, these wonderful, profound gifts given to us, Well, we see that they're downplayed as inconvenient doctrines in some of our churches. And then the word Lutheran, unfortunately, is put into small letters or removed from signs and bulletins and brochures altogether. Now, while eliminating or de-emphasizing doctrine may seem on the surface a clever plan to fill those pews, well, there's always a catch. Yes, there's always a catch. And that catch with this kind of mentality that comes back to bite the church 
is when the wolves come to attack. Bluntly stated, when doctrine is stripped out of the church, when doctrine leaves the church, well, it leaves the church powerless and defenseless in the face of savage wolves. In the reading from the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul, he warns about wolves. But perhaps we should ask this question, who are these wolves exactly? Who do they represent? Are these wolves dangerous people who physically attack Christianity? Wolves like that first century Emperor Nero who seized Christians and burned them alive on a cross to light up Rome just for the sake of cruelty and entertainment? Are they wolves like the 20th century Communist Party who persecuted Christians while encouraging atheism? Wolves like the arsonists who started a fire in St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. during a recent protest. Are these the wolves that Paul is talking about in our reading from the book of Acts? Maybe, though, these wolves are not violent men or regimes, but more like that Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industry who fined those Christian bakers for not baking a same-sex wedding cake. Or perhaps maybe these wolves are like that ACLU group who helped sue a florist for not making an arrangement for a same-sex wedding. Are these the wolves that Paul is talking about in our reading today? Well, the answer, my friends, and it may surprise you, is this. The answer is no. Dear friends, we have to keep in mind that the people and situations that I just mentioned, yes, that I just mentioned, are not, I repeat, they're not that dangerous, at least to the church. They're not that dangerous to the church. Now, I do not mean to be disingenuous or to minimize the terrible persecution that has existed and will continue to exist until Christ's second coming against Christians and his church. That is to say, there are indeed regimes and entities and persons that can kill you and take your money just because you are a Christian. But as we know, the reason why they're not that dangerous is because they cannot take your soul. You see, the point is this. People who physically attack the church and persecute the church are bad enough. However, we must always keep in mind that they're easily recognizable, even by the simplest of Christian. Just a simple examination of the Emperor Nero from that first century one will be able to recognize that he is not on the side of Christianity, that he's an enemy of the church. However, we must keep in mind Nero and those that have already been mentioned are not the wolves that are mentioned by Paul in our reading from the book of Acts. For the wolves that are mentioned are those, get this, who twist and distort and pervert Christian doctrine. In other words, the wolves that we are concerned with are false teachers or false pastors who look on the outside, who look on the outside to be friendly and pious and faithful and even esteemed. But they are really the ones destroying souls. And what makes these wolves so dangerous is not that they destroy bodies or drain wallets. In fact, some of them do drain wallets but the fact that they destroy souls and plunge people into the abyss of hell through their false and toxic theology. Dear friends, make no mistake about it. Blatant and false 
teaching and obvious false teachers are easy to pick out. But wolves dressed in, yes, sheep's clothing, who are subtly twisting the doctrines of the church, the doctrines of Christianity, well, they are difficult to spot. And make no mistake about it, a small twist of doctrine is not something that we should quickly dismiss as being insignificant and not a big deal. For only one piercing fang of false theology may cause a person's faith to bleed to death. To the point, this is why churches who have diminished or removed doctrine for the sake of not offending anyone in the church or to fill those pews, this is the reason why they're so susceptible and vulnerable. When Christians and churches have no doctrine, when they have no doctrine, they have set themselves up for failure. By throwing out Christian doctrine, they have thrown out discernment of God's word that would otherwise protect them from wolves seeking to devour them. A naive church without Christian doctrine can easily mistake a wolf for a friendly puppy dog, or worse yet, a harmless sheep. One has to know doctrine to recognize false doctrine. Tragically, though, these churches will not endure to the end, but will be gobbled up. Mark that. Indeed, they will not endure against wolves and false doctrine, but their souls will be destroyed as they're drawn into falsehood, lies, and deception. Sure, they may still have services each and every Sunday. They may indeed have services full of people. But mark this. The church that goes the way of false doctrine with wolves ruling the show Well, they are not green grass and calm waters for sheep, but slaughterhouses for wolves. Wolves love to feast upon flighty and unaware and daydreaming and playful little sheep. Now, in the face of all this danger, you may find yourself this morning right here in these pews feeling a bit uneasy. You may find yourself shuffling a bit, worried about the possibility of being caught off guard by a wolf, for there are indeed hundreds and thousands of false pastors, wolves in the North American church at large. Now, I have a word for you. If you feel uneasy this morning, good. Yes, good. That is the whole intent and purpose. It is good if you are feeling uncomfortable, a bit sobered up this morning with regard to false pastors and wolves in our midst. It is good because God's word has then gotten to you. It has gotten your attention, which is indeed the whole point of Jesus in our gospel reading from today. It is to make us be aware, to wake us up. And now that God has your attention, you may be wondering what to do about all this. You see, you who have ears, yes, you who have ears, please listen. The Apostle Paul clearly commends the pastors. He commends in our reading, he commends the pastors of the church to pay attention, to be alert, to be on guard. And that exhortation to be alert can be equally applied to you as well, to both you and me as the baptized. As Christ's church, we are called and exhorted to wake up. Sleeping and dreaming sheep do not stand a chance against the wolves. Keep in mind that in this life, this life itself is not a peaceful walk on the beach, as you know. And Christianity and being a Christian is not rose petals and pumpkin pie. 
No, being a Christian, yes, being a Christian means that you are a sheep of Jesus. And being a sheep of Jesus means that you have a target on your back for wolves. Wolves doing the work of Satan. Wolves seeking to devour. Now, while being alert may help you and me to spot wolves, It seems that there needs to be something else to defend us from the wolves themselves. In our reading again from Acts, the Apostle Paul not only calls for an alertness, but he commends them to God and, get this, to his word of grace. Paul commends them to the one who is able to build them up. What this means is that you and I spot and challenge wolves not by our intellect, And our collective experiences, it is not our own strength, our own intellect, our own experiences that is able to enable us to spot and to challenge wolves. But instead, we are commended to God's word, and in his word, we're built up. And through his word, we are built up in knowledge and wisdom and discernment. We are captivated by the word of God which is nothing else than good and clear biblical doctrine. Keep in mind that doctrine is nothing more than the teaching of the Bible, the teaching of the Holy Writ, the teaching of the Scriptures for us. And now, my friends, we are beginning to see the importance of God's Word. We're beginning to see the importance of God's doctrine, good, holy, rich doctrine. Dear friends, this is why we do what we do here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. Sure, we come to this church for fellowship and friendship, which is good. It is good to laugh and good to enjoy each other's presence. Good to be able to eat donuts and coffee together to share the stories of the past week. That is all good and wonderful. However, we must keep in mind that fellowship and friendship can easily happen in other places and without the church. One does not need a church for social and entertainment reasons only, but rather we come to this church, into this sanctuary, into these pews, into this pulpit, for the very purpose and the reason, as the baptized, to be commended to God's word, so that we might continually hear his word and receive his word and think about his word and sing his word together. And when we receive his word, this good doctrine, we do so. So we are not blown around by every wind of false doctrine. So we are not naive little sheep. Mark this. The reason why we have Sunday school, the reason why we have adult Sunday Bible study, the reason why we have LWML, the reason why we have Tuesday morning women's Bible studies, Thursday morning men's Bible studies, confirmation and higher things retreats, and Sunday and Wednesday liturgical services, blog posts, articles, newsletters, podcasts, YouTube videos, and on and on and on, is so that you so that you and I might hear the word, to hear good Christian doctrine. For if you and I do not know what we stand for, we will fall for anything. Indeed, all of these things mentioned at St. Paul's, they're all gifts. They're gifts intended for you. They're to be delivered to you, into your ears to hear God's word of grace, God's good doctrine, so that you will not, I repeat, so that you will not be a reed blowing in the wind at every single false teaching of the world that blows your direction. 
God's word, his good doctrine is here for you in his church for you so that you do not have to be bouncing up and down on the waves of the culture's fads that are here one day and gone the next. God's word, his good doctrine is here in this church for you so that you can be built up spiritually in this life against the false teachers and false ideas being promoted by wolves. Baptized saints, yes, baptized saints, please do not neglect God's word. Please do not become lethargic to his word or apathetic to it, for it is only God's word that can break the falsehood of the devil into a thousand pieces. That's right, God's word is like a hammer that shatters the teeth and the heresies of the wolves, and he does that for you. God's word burns up falsehoods for you. God's word unravels twisted lies for you. God's word reveals the perversions of distortion and false teaching all for you. Baptized saints of St. Paul's, wake up, be alert, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Be alert that the deception That deception has its strength in disguising itself as truth. Be alert. Do not listen to the empty words of false prophets filling you with empty hope. Do not forsake the word. Do not despise God's good doctrine. But remain. Yes, remain in the Lord's rest and care where you will be built up continually and taught by the Lord in his word of grace for this present day and for the inheritance to come. Christ's word is for you. You have ears to hear. Let us continually hear these good gifts for us as we are built up and established, not in the lies of wolves, but the truth of our good shepherd. In the name of Jesus, amen. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.